0: All right, everybody, welcome to another Ignite Visibility University podcast and video. Today, I'm so excited. I've got Ollie Bridge with me, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Bonjoro. Ollie, how are you doing today? Thanks for uh, joining us all the way from the UK.
1: Doing really good. Yeah, we've, uh, yeah, I'm feeling refreshed. We've had thunderstorms here today, actually. So it's sort of, I don't know, I, I like a bit of rain, so I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, we're really excited to have you here. Everybody who's on today, we're going we're gonna to talk about video. We're going to talk about funnels. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, kind of some more of the advanced uh, digital marketing things going on right now. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. But before we get into that, Ali, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your background. I, I know you told me that you were a college soccer player, which I love because I played soccer in college as well. And I love athletics, but, but outside of sports and stuff like that, how did you kind of become to uh, become CMO at, at, at this company?
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, after college, well, university here um, in the UK, I went on and worked for a a SaaS company. So I've been in SaaS for like the last, well, 15 years now. Um, So the first company I worked for was a company called Gorkana, um, and they do like a journalist database or did a journalist database for the PR industry. Um, I was there for, I think about five, six years. They got sold eventually to a big US company called Cision, who you probably know the name. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so that was really, it's a really good start in the SaaS space. I got to see a great team working really well, like tight systems. So I think they sold for about $50 million. And then I sort of moved into consulting for other SaaS businesses. And, and then I got that entrepreneur bug that I think everybody gets. That sort of seeing someone else sell a business. So, <laughs> so I created, um, I actually looked across the Atlantic to you guys. I was like, what's trending over there? This was like 2013 and it's cold pressed juices. So I created a cold pressed juice business in London and I was delivering all over London. Did that for a couple of years, but got pretty, pretty uh, burnt out with it. I think yeah. you know, juicing, juicing, green leafy vegetables is actually harder than it sounds. Uh, so it's funny, like along the way when I was running that business, actually my mentor was an old friend of mine called Matt and Matt was the founder of Bonduro, where I work now. And he basically saw what I was doing with my business, thought it was really good, the branding and how I'd marketed it. And he said, look, you know, if you want to give up uh, what you're doing, you know, come over to Joro, We've got a role for you here. You could be, you know, head up our marketing. So I jumped over to Bonjoro, really excited by what he was doing and, and the vision he had and sort of yeah, the excitement that was sort of going on around Bonjour. And here I am, what, four years later, uh, running the marketing. Very cool.
0: Very cool. I think a lot of people really aspire to be a CMO. And um, I also think a lot of people really aspire to be um, in SaaS businesses. But from what I've heard is it's a little bit harder than I think most people think, you know, they, they, a lot of people think, oh, we're going to get a SaaS product up and running. We're going to have, you know, uh, recurring revenue and, but it's, it's a lot of work, right? It's not really just as easy. I mean, marketing is really the driving factor of any SaaS business, you know?
1: Yeah, I'd say being a marketer, a SaaS business, you feel, I really think you feel like a founder. I think particularly a CMO, even at any level, I think you're going to feel like a founder in a SaaS business. And you're going to feel like you're sort of pushing a boulder uphill every day. I think it's that same sort of feeling you get when you're a founder, entrepreneur. And one of the interesting things, and I think that the sort of leveling up at the sort of difficulty level with marketing for SaaS as well, is the size of the stack that you end up running. You know you have all these sort of systems that you're trying to balance and you end up sort of having to become you're quite generally SaaS are quite lean teams as well try and retain quite lean teams so in marketing you have to become a bit of a master of lots of different tools um whilst not feeling sort of stupid you know for not knowing like how something's done in a particular realm so yeah it's, it's tricky and it's definitely a bit of a juggling act and yeah. um yeah, it's it's always a learning process, you know, you're never going to be a complete expert on it. And I think the key is just to listen to people that are experts in their fields and, and borrow from what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love that. I think you said that really well. Listen, listen to the customer, listen to experts in the field, you know, become a thought leader in the space. And um, so I I really wanted to have you on for for a couple of reasons. One, um, the main reason really is because video is just taking off right now. And I've been a huge proponent of it. I think it's um, anybody who can commit to it. And is not afraid to put themselves out there, and can be good on camera. Has a huge advantage with their business. But one of the things that um, that I've seen is, you know, it, a lot of it matters where you um, deliver the video, what time you need to deliver the video, and and I think that level of sophistication it's very like in its infant stages right now. Like even on a lot of the um, ad platforms out there, you know, they don't have you know the ability to, to deliver video to people at the right time. So I want to get into that. So talk to me about that, but also talk to me about your product and how it solves that kind of situation. Let's, let's go down that yeah. down a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I think I'd start off by saying we've had this, bit, this shift. So there's a shift from video hosting and you know, in marketing marketing sales, always thinking video hosting, you've gotta master that. It's gonna be sort of big budget. Um, your videos are gonna look super slick. Where are we gonna host them? What are we selling? How are they telling that story? And that's cool, but actually what's happening is video is becoming a bit more democratic where almost everyone in your organization can in some way touch, create and share video and it can have an impact on your business. So I don't think it's just the video is not just the domain of the marketer anymore. So Bonjuro, our product fits into that in a sense that uh, essentially it's a personalized video platform that enables you to send personal videos if you're in sales, marketing, customer success to your customers at the right time and to do that and to help you actually scale doing that. So these are all, you know, it's it's one-to-one videos to people at the right time to basically drive action, get them to do something. Um, And to scale that, we integrate with your existing CRM, sales platform, ESP, whatever it might be, and help you figure out what are the right times to send these videos. And you basically, in Bonjoro, you'll get pinged a notification when you set up your integration, you'll set up your first funnel, and then it'll ping you and say hey you need to send a video to this new inquiry imagine you're a photographer and an inquiry comes in on your website it'll ping you on bonjour and say you got a new inquiry let's record them a personal video create that relationship talk to them a bit more about your business and then drive them to that next stage so really yeah that story for me is moving from this sort of big budget video hosting video is marketing to where can you put video at different points in the customer journey
0: to really elevate the experience of the customer. And really I love get close that. To them. Yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of went through this whole exercise at one point, um, more on the advertising side, where we ma- mapped out the entire customer journey and then decided what ad we wanted to serve to what person on what platform. Um, this is bringing it more on the CRM and the sales level which is super powerful cuz anybody who's ever sent me a video or anybody who's ever sent me a voice recording on any different site I've always listened to it and I'm I'm not the easiest person to get a hold of cuz I have so many messages coming at me every day so talk to me about like what what would it be like Like, what's the perfect business? Or like, what's one client? And you don't need to give us their name, but one industry where like this would be really effective. Like, would it be good for an agency where you know our sales team is sending videos at a certain time? Would it be good for uh, another industry? Like, what's a what's a good case study?
1: We've seen for us in particular, we're really driven around servicing uh, industries that are uh, sort of big on inbound. So the inbound thing might be it might be a SaaS company it might be an agency that's buying uh, that's uh, driving lead gen you know, into your business. But also we want to pass from the sales point into customer success. We actually think video is really, really, it's big next frontier. It's customer success like for that. serving people in the right way and, and also getting more lifetime value out of your customers. Um, we always talk about this, you know, easier to retain customers, all this stuff, but people don't do a lot about it. And video actually helps you do something about like servicing your customers and really leveling them up. Um, I'll give you, you know, from our point of view, SaaS companies, online educators, online creators, online coaches are a, a massive industry for us. Um, and e-commerce as well um, are really big. And we've got lots of different use cases. I'll give you a very quick example. Um, we had an uh, e-commerce company really early on, about two years ago, called Monk Store, based in Denmark. And they did something really cool with videos. So they were... They're a men's fashion retailer in Denmark. They're, they're quite big. Um, they had a bunch of reviews at the time on Trustpilot. They weren't particularly doing super well. So they started to use Bonjour. and what they did, whenever anybody made an order for fashion item with Monk's Store, they then sent a personal video literally showing them the product before it went out the door saying, it's gonna be with you in a couple of days. Sent that video to the customer. Um, and then they followed up with their existing automation asking for a review on Trustpilot. And basically putting the video in between those two existing points, they saw a massive, massive increase, not only in the number of reviews that they were getting, but how many five-star reviews they were getting. And in about six weeks, they were number one in the whole of Denmark in the entire men's fashion category, just from sending personal videos at the right moment. So that's really sort of what I'm talking about in terms of where you use it. and being strategic with it. And I thought that was an amazing case study for us and for them as well.
0: Um, I love that. Yeah, you really got my wheels turning here. You've got my wheels turning a couple of ways. Like one, like account-based management, you know, so like a demo of a new product or a new service that you're offering. Like we just got a new creative director here. If You made a cool video, you know, talking about that, sending that to your top accounts, you know, uh, you got a new product, you know, you reach out to some of your top buyers, you know, or even in your case, you know, if you, you know, you make a video and you're just say, hey, you know, it really mean a lot to us if you left us a positive review. I mean, what, what's cool about it is, you know, it's not one person reaching out. It allows you to kind of scale the conversation and the, the, the person, personal um, relationship. And uh, I think that that's really, really impactful. And I think that a lot of people don't spend enough time nurturing their current client base and, and thinking about it in that way. A lot of people are so interested in new clients. Um, so does it, any analytics, any tracking, any, any other really cool features that you want to just chat about? I'd be interested to hear about
1: it. Yeah, um, I, I want to say quickly on the, in terms of the sort of funnels and use cases, I think you know, there are definite, in terms of like sales, there's, there's in, it's all about looking for signals, I yeah. think. Um, and I'll come back to your question. So, but looking for those signals where there's a bit of intent there. And it's like, like, as marketers, we're already really good at this when it comes to our marketing automation. So when you're using video, it's like, is there something I'm doing with automation that I can replace possibly with something a bit more human? So can I get one of my team in front of someone? So imagine if someone comes into your business and they're using your product or they've had a great experience, there's a signal somewhere, maybe they've left you a review or a net promoter score of like nine or 10. There's a trigger there to say, hey, send this person a video and maybe upsell them. So it might be they've they've bought into your sort of lower package tier And then you've got that signal and you can go, oh, by the way, this person has sort of basically put their hand up and said, I'm having a great experience. Get one of your sales teams to go and upsell them. So I think it's all about the the sort of looking for signals and we're really good at that already as marketers. So it's then transitioning that um, a little bit. In terms of features, yeah, like our product, Bonjoro, you can track all of the the videos that you send out. Uh, You can create message templates. You can get your own branding on there. You can put call to actions on your videos. And I think that's a key part of it as well is, I wrote this thing in January this year called the Video Funnel Playbook and basically it was sort of scripts for like every video you could send, when you should send them, what call to action you should use. So I was trying to do a lot of the thinking for a lot of our customers. Um, So yeah, a lot of that's important and also something that people say a lot about videos, it sounds amazing and sending personal videos sounds good, but it sounds like it's not scalable or they're scared that their team's not going to be able to do it consistently So we build in features like, um, we've got this thing called, uh, customer context, and you can basically pull through custom fields from your CRM into the Bonjour application. So you can see them when you're recording your video. So you don't have to go and cross-reference an Excel spreadsheet or look back in your CRM. You basically can tell everything about your customer when you're recording that video. So that speeds up that process of being able to do something personal. Um, Yeah.
0: I really like that. Like, I, you know, for us, um, you know, we like, it'd be interesting to say like, Oh, client, uh, payment in or something or renewal or, and then it automatically triggers a video and, uh, and then that works with your system. You know, that, that's exciting to me. And I think that, you know, you're, you're really working hard to solve an important problem. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm really, really happy to hear you talk about that. So, so outside of, outside of this, and let's maybe we could talk a little bit about the video playbook. Like is what are you excited about in marketing right now? Does that relate to anything that you came, came up with in the video playbook? Like what are a couple cool tricks that people don't know that like when you tell them when you're at the pub in the UK, or if you don't drink, you know, having a cup of coffee that people are like, Oh, that was interesting.
1: Um, I think the sort of, in terms of marketing in general, it's interesting we talk about the video funnel playbook. I wasn't going to say this and it's just popped into my head, but I think the more that marketers can come up with playbooks for how customers should be doing stuff. Um, I think that's sort of templated. Like people do not have a lot of time to figure stuff out nowadays. So I think that's something I'm seeing. And actually I've spoken to other people in my space where they've said, Hey, we've launched this thing and they'll like pitch me and send it over. And I sit there and I think it looks cool, but you almost just need to tell me like, what are the three points in my business that I can use this thing? So I think as marketers, we, we have a bit of a, a job at the moment. You know, we, we, well, we've got to seek out those jobs to be done. What are people trying to do? And create plays around them. I like the whole, I think there's a trend around like playbooks and recipes. And you see everyone trying to come up with a sort of new language for how they can sell their stuff and package it up. But I think it's good. I think it's exciting. And the companies that are doing it, I think are doing really well. We're trying to do it. I'm seeing lots of other companies doing it in great ways. Um, so that excites me. You know, I could go into the playbook. Yeah. I think I wrote like 35, 40 different plays in the playbook and I won't go into them here. But um, yeah, this, it's all about I want, to hear, about, yeah, no, I want to hear
0: like one one play. Is there okay, any play it? in there that like was decent? And maybe just, just an yeah. example, like what's one thing that just jumps out?
1: Okay, let's. Uh, so yeah, I think that for me, like as a software company, I think like the NPS play is really good. So okay. I've seen th- there's, there's some great companies out there that, do sort of NPS style stuff, um, and we actually we had a really great relationship with a guy who ran a company called Advocately. I don't know if you've heard of them. They actually sold to G two Crowd last year. He was basically doing software around NPS surveys, and was, this idea popped into our head when we were chatting to him one time. And it was yeah, setting up essentially an NPS survey in your product, whatever product it might be, um, to then ping you a notification when someone leaves a nine or a ten. And instead of just leaving your automated email to do the job of asking for a review, send them a personal video and ask them for a review or send them a video and ask for a case study. Like I know, I see the case study thing's really cool because I know a lot of businesses can live or die on case studies. And also a lot of businesses are really bad at collecting case studies. So I think the sort of case study play based around that signal might be NPS, might be something else is really cool and make that personal ask. And in that personal video, just put a little, call to action, book a call with me to chat through your case study, something like that. And you're going to get tons and tons. I think i got last year, something like 60 case studies for Bonjorie through doing this. Wow. Whereas you know, use It's really hard to get people to spend the time. If you just send them like a survey, they, they typically don't
0: you know, fill it in. So yeah, that's, that's one it. play. So I think, you know, the, the, one of the main key takeaways is, you know, kind of map your goals and then map the triggers to your goals and then try to create the type of videos that, um that that will help you kind of get your desired action and then if people want to find out more about the uh, playbook that you created where can they find that
1: yeah they can go bonjour.com forward stroke video funnel playbook and i think if you just google video funnel playbook it comes up uh num- number one on there as well um what, I, think, I think that's key what you just said about actions that's really well I, I coach sort of webinars on video funnels as a concept and i think part of the thing is yeah having a goal but also having that drive to an action. And I have a little, very quickly share, a quick mental model as to when you should use personal video versus when you should use automation. So for me, automation is like transactional and it's sort of uh, very low touch. When you're thinking high touch and when you're thinking you want to drive action from a customer, from a lead, from a prospect, whatever it is, when you want to drive action, really think long and hard about whether you should be putting in that extra effort and I think we're seeing across the sales and marketing realm that people are seeing now that you have to put in that extra effort to get someone to actually take that action. So for me, there's a bit of a mental model there. So try and split out your sort of automated processes, transactional stuff from this real driving action. Um, and we have a motto, just to quickly share another thing, internally here at Bonjuro, it's like a sort of checks and balance of what we're doing. It's called automate processes, but never relationships. And we always have that in our head all the time whenever we're doing anything at Bonjuro. And if we start automating relationships, we stop and we go, well, okay, hold on. That's not right. Go back to a drawing board start again.
0: I like that. Hey, is there a video that comes if I download the video playbook?
1: Uh, yeah, if you download the video <laughs> playbook. Well, yeah. well, if you download the video playbook, I'm hoping that you'd probably also sign up to Bonjoro, excited by all the ideas in there, and then you definitely yeah. get a personal video. I think we've had like 50,000. Uh, signups in the last few years. And every single one of those has had a personal video from someone on the Bonduro team. So we definitely dog food our own product. But yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I would, hope, I would hope so. That's awesome. So if you want to see a live case study, everybody, and get some uh, fantastic information, you should definitely do that. You know, in the last couple minutes here, I'd like to talk about a couple things. Maybe we could talk about funnels for, for a moment, and then we can talk about what else is, you know, exciting for you. But, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with funnels right now. And, you know, they're looking at you know, click funnels or they're looking at, you know, um, lead pages or, uh, unbounce. And I mean, what, like, it sounds like you have some experience in there. Like, what do you look for in a funnel? Like what technologies do you like? And maybe I I think our our listeners would love to hear about that just a little bit.
1: Yeah. I try and keep things as simple as I can. I think it's really easy to fall into that trap of worrying that you're not going to do the right thing. Um, and in doing that, trying to create, come up with ideas that are almost too complicated for your own skill set. Like, yeah. I've definitely done that in the last three or four years um, and actually when I keep things simple it tends to work the best you know, I've only got a couple of minutes but I, I did some crazy hack last year where I basically tried to, like, uh, I set up this JavaScript to like message a load of people that used Intercom as their chat widget, tell them that we'd launched on their app store and then after that, if they got in touch, have to, and it just got completely crazy. Their, their legal team got in touch and was like, what is this script that you're running? Why are you yes. posting these <laughs> messages into it? I was like, that really taught me to stop like doing this stuff. So for me, like funnel building is about keep it simple and think about when is the point. Yeah, I don't wanna go back to the video thing, but like when is the point where like you come into it? Don't think of it as like, it has to be build this funnel suddenly all this money comes out they're rushing out the other end think about it it's like what does the funnel have to look like to get that person into a position where i can sort of have a bit of physical contact with them and and build their trust and the sooner you can build that trust in the funnel the better and that's why great copywriters have a lot of success in their funnels because they're really good at building trust if you're not a great copywriter try using video earlier in that funnel rather than like trying to do all this clever stuff like you know set up this funnel then retarget them with this video retarget them with this other ad like squeeze it down and think about you know how can you build that trust a little bit earlier and yeah
0: I yeah like I, sorry oh. that's
1: not it's not a particularly sort of techy answer but no, I do think we that's have to okay simplify.
0: I'll tell you why because I am in a couple of mastermind groups and people just get way too tricky you know i I knew this one person who would try to refund you everything and then sign you up again, so your point is keep it simple right
1: yeah, keep it simple, and I think like identify and I guess listen out for the stuff that you do that really hits that really like hits the mark um, you'll see that there'll be a little bit of a signal, and for us, it was like a couple of years ago we started to figure out that people were, like loving us sort of sharing these plays that other customers were making, and in your own business there'll be something going on like that where you can. Like pull out this really amazing information and just share it with people. So that should almost be the start of every every funnel because that's all that's your valuable information. So go and find that, extract it, put that at the front, build that trust as early as you can, and keep things a bit simpler. I think.
0: Yeah, I think when I first got into digital, I was um, always you know you try to do something kind of tricky and trick somebody, and um, and lately I've been the completely the opposite, authentic, real you know, if you want to sign up, great. It's a lot of value. And I have not been enjoying some of the funnels I see that are like really, really long copy that just keeps going on. You feel it just kind of feels a little icky, you know, so um, I I feel like we're almost in the age of, you know, authenticity and being real in the internet and, and less of the kind of spammy tricky stuff, which by the way, I always had a lot of fun with and everything, you know, yeah. and, and all that, you know, I mean, I think that's why a lot of people get into digital, because you might have one strategy, you're like, wow, that's really smart. And, and you get excited about that, because it gives you a competitive edge. But I think authenticity yeah. is a big part of it. And so I like that that's where you went with that question.
1: So. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think that's the innovation happening in, in marketing now, which is, it's moving away from everybody has to be worried about being like Facebook's growth team we're not growth hackers. Like I'm not an engineer. You're Probably a lot of our listeners aren't engineers. So let's not fret about all that stuff. Let's stop reading those blog posts and let's just sort of trust that we can do business properly. And actually the innovations happening now are that people are giving you the tools to do business properly online. And I think that's really cool. You know, I look at a lot of sites like Thinkific and Teachable and they're giving like people that have great knowledge, the tools to just share that knowledge with other people um, in the world, which I think is really cool.
0: Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, I always like to ask people anything exciting in your life or business that um, that you want to let our listeners know or where they can find out more about you?
1: Yeah. So in my life, a uh, newborn baby is like three weeks old <laughs> back here somewhere, probably having a bath right now. So really cool. It's called Zelda. Um, I'm a big sort of video game fan and uh, also a big sort of fan of uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda Fitzgerald's writing as well. So sort of played into that probably the video game bit was a bit bigger um and then finding out about me uh, just bonjoro.com i'm pouring all of my sort of best self into bonjoro at the moment i'm really i really just wanted to succeed because i think it's a really great sort of thing that we're setting up here so yeah
0: awesome well uh it d- definitely sounds great and uh, everybody go check out um you know bonjoro.com and uh, Ollie it was a pleasure to chat with you today and have a great day and we'll talk to you soon
1: cheers thanks john good talk
0: see ya